0: How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent.
1: And I'm Francis.
0: And I'm glad you could join us today for some Late Night Chill Vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion.
1: Before we get into this week's episode, we have a few announcements. We are small content creators with big-time dreams. We love doing this podcast, we love sharing our thoughts, and most of all, we love you guys.
0: Right now, we're not making any money off of this podcast, and... We're okay with that because this is our passion. This is what we want to do.
1: With your help and support, we can see this dream come to fruition.
0: Leaving written reviews on our page, following our social media accounts, and sharing this podcast with friends and family would really help us continue making content and vibing to the highest quality.
1: What we want, what we truly want, is for all of you guys, our listeners, the community, to enjoy our jumbled thoughts and comfortably vibe with puzzling conversations.
0: One last thing, if you ever want to just talk to us or even be on the podcast, please contact us through our social media accounts. We love connecting with you guys and hearing what you have to say. Now, let's get into the episode.
1: In our season two debut, we will be talking about death. (laughs) It's a heavy topic and we wanted to unpack a bit of its essence today. We'll be talking about how much death has occurred, we'll be talking about the impact of death and we'll be talking about its importance death is definitely not fun but we thought by talking about it we could accept it a little bit better all right francis
0: let's start vibing shall
1: we let's do it
0: okay season two bro like this is this is exciting (laughs) stuff
1: yeah we have crossed a threshold of like one season according to like hollywood i guess and how many episodes goes into one of those seasons yeah that's crazy
0: yeah season two we're starting off with um it's very ironic that we're starting off season two with death the birth of season two starts with death and i love that whoa yeah man so um I know we had announcements at the beginning of this episode and those announcements will be like said every single episode. But for this very first episode of the season, I just want to say, first of all, we have Google, a Google Drive for all of you guys to listen to. Um, This Google Drive in it will contain our brainstorming sessions for like every episode. Um, We'll have to take some out for the sake of the Google Drive's memory space. But at the end of when we upload an episode, the next day you'll be able to check out that Google Drive. you know if you want to see if you want to hear the minds of two idiots rambling on uh, brainstorming for an episode, you're you're welcome to check it out. So yeah, um, season two let's let's get into this death. Tell me, Francis tell me tell me what you think about death here.
1: I think it's like um. Something that just happens. It's like a rule. Eventually, you're not going to have... Um, you know, from what I recall from, like, some science, uh, like like your chromosomes, like that, you know, the the shape of your chromosomes, the ends of those are going to be shortened to the point where they they just won't work properly. You're going to be deteriorating, and eventually you're just going to go... And that's aging, and I think that's just how naturally death will occur from old age okay wait that's i deal
0: l- let's let's go to this and i feel like that was a really difficult question are you afraid of death
1: <laughs> okay yeah that's that's a little bit easier yeah i think i i am thinking about if today or in about an hour maybe it would be the last time i see anything because after an hour i'd be dead i feel like that hour would be excruciating. So I think, mm. yeah, like currently, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Trying to reconcile with that whole idea, but you think yeah. it'd be excruciating. I
0: think it'd be freeing. If you knew freeing. that you were going okay. to die within, you know, maybe the next hour or something, I think that feeling would be quite freeing for some reason. Um, you know, one example is Damn. Breaking Bad. I just started Breaking Bad. Like I'm the first five episodes or something and Whoa. you know you've in, never in the watched it before? episode no i've never watched it before <laughs> yeah man yeah but um yeah so when he realized or when he found out that he is going to live for another three months or whatever it was he like he became unhinged but i think in a way it was freeing for him because now it's like why am i doing these things why am i living my life this way or i mean i i haven't seen the full series so i could be totally wrong here Am I wrong? Am I am I totally off here?
1: Uh, I, I don't remember a lot of the show. I watched it a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it, it'd be it was freeing. a good show. That's all I remember. Uh, yeah. freeing. Okay. If you were to be freed by, it. yeah, I guess eventually you'd come to that conclusion. I think an hour. I I, I give myself too much bad credit. I guess because. <laughs> I think, yeah, it would be excruciating for the first minute or, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then I'd say, like, okay, okay, I'll, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. It would whatever. sink in. <laughs> it would be like,
0: whoa, I'm dying. Like, yeah, I'd be sad. I'd be sad for a bit, but then it's like, well, why do I need to be sad for my last hour? You know, I might as well live mm-hmm. life, right?
1: Damn. Yeah. What if we felt like that for, the like, okay, what are we? We're both 20, 20... Yeah, yeah i'm wait, no you're t- oh yeah, yeah, yeah so then yeah, yeah. so then we oh yeah I'm t- okay yeah. yeah so uh yeah. so imagine like i don't know we're gonna live to 100 i don't know that's just a reasonable assumption given technology now i guess mm-hmm. and so what if we had that same idea like we had an hour to live but instead of that we'd have like 80 years to live and like okay you know that you're gonna die at around 100 but and it's coming, and it's not, that's not—that's a long time, but it's not a huge amount of time. Like no,
0: it's not. Yeah. Uh, like, ideally, you would live life as as free, because like you know you're going to die eventually. Um, but the question is when you're going to die. So if you knew when you were going to die, I'm sure that you'd live life differently. But the fact that we don't know and that it's unknown, we live life differently. But if we treat life like we're going to die tomorrow and that we're we're sure we're going to die tomorrow every single day even though we don't die tomorrow how different would your life be like right now
1: yeah yeah that's true right so there's definitely like a time aspect to it like a time time value in there if you had more time you just kind of allow yourself to be average over that, that 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 amount of time and then eventually i mean like accumulated like it'd be a lot that you did but then to try and figure out a way to condense that into like one day because you think you're gonna die tomorrow is like yeah it's a big deal yeah
0: i think yeah i think it would definitely be i don't know i'd say a lot of things i think if i knew i was gonna die tomorrow like when i wake up and i i mean if i don't wake up tomorrow and i knew that i'd like i'd text a lot of people tell them how i truly feel about them Or like, you know what I mean? Like that, in that sense, it'd be so freeing. Like, hey, listen, I never liked you. (laughs) I was never your friend, right? Or something like that. But uh, we can't do that because, you know, you don't know what your future is going to look like. But if you lived every day, like that could be your last. I think it'd be dangerous, but it'll also be freeing. Yeah. Um, Right. So today we are talking about um, not necessarily death itself i think what we're going to be talking about is the impact the importance of death um the one we started off this brainstorming session if you guys go check out our brainstorming session after this episode or the next day you listen to this you this is our first like conversation and the death toll for like all of human history is i'm just going to read it here um, as of 1995, it was calculated by Hobb, H A U B. Do you think that's how you pronounce it? Hobb? Hob? Probably. Hobb. Hob. Um, as of 1995, Hobb estimated about 105 billion births since the dawn of the human race, race with a cutoff date uh, at 50,000 BC. So I'm, I'm guessing around 100 billion people have died. Um, With 105 billion births, I'm saying 100, 100 billion. What is the difference between the impact of death and the importance of death, if there is one?
1: I don't know, man. I was, I was thinking about this question because of the power of a number. Because if you knew a certain number, then you could kind of like refer it to other things, right? And just say like, oh, this is a huge number. And okay, it's about like 100 billion. So- so what does a hundred
0: billion births or a hundred billion be- deaths mean to you then?
1: Yeah, like it's it's a lot of people. And compared <laughs> <Yeah>. to eight, <laughs> yes, and compared to the eight billion people that are on the planet now, that was just like just a lot of lives that um, were built off of all uh, like all our history are are those people, and they now are just a number. We don't know anything about those people. There's too many. First of all. To kind of recount all of those histories, and also, I don't know. Some some of them you can't really like. They're 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 part of your DNA, and I guess their culture kind of lives on through through how they were able to build our history, and and give us kind of the little the little survival adaptations that we have now. But you know, to us now, those all those people are just like a number, and so. I think that's, that to me at that time was the significance after asking this question was that eventually uh, we become a number because of the uh, insignificance uh, we have uh, to somebody who's like way down the line. Yeah. But at the same time, like I just said, their culture and their uh, their small impact kind of added to the way of life that we have now is still present because of, you know, the the decisions that they made back in the day to, I don't know, keep their family alive so that their family would live on to who we are now, which is pretty cool, I think, so.
0: Yeah, like, if if you think about it, you only remember maybe less than 100 names. I mean, 100 is pretty romantic. Is that the right word for it? It's pretty, um... Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I, I it's a lot of remember. names. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I remember either. And like you don't remember a lot of names, and that's a small percentage of a hundred billion people. And yes, I, I don't know. Like that culture that you were talking about. I don't know if that can be boiled down to one person. I think the problem with that is a number of people, and so you can be mixed into that number of people. And not including that 100 billion, let's just say the 8 billion people that will live now in 10,000 years from now, they're not going to necessarily remember the individuals. They're just going to remember the collectiveness of everyone. So what do you think about that? Are you like, are you afraid to become a statistic?
1: I think statistics hold a lot of power, to be honest. I think as a person, you have a lot of power. Now, I may be wrong about this. Maybe like, you can kind of shrug this off and... Uh, bring up a greater framework of understanding that can tell you that as a person, you're not really a statistic because other things come into play that make you a part of some greater decision maker. Uh, I don't know. That's like, I don't know. That could happen. But like as a as a person, I think you are like a view on a video or uh a small review because because you bought something and you gave it five stars or something like that. Um, given a lot of those, given your small act of seeing something, you are able to influence other people's decisions because you added to the view count that you added to the, to the amount of good reviews on an item. And then people made those decisions based on what you, you did. And then it continues on like that. So as a statistic, I think you still have a lot of power, but I don't know, I think it comes down to marketing or something like that to, to be able to show people this statistic or to be able to like, get people to see these products and things. Yeah. But I don't know. What, what is your take on the significance of one individual? Uh,
0: well, I kind of like the analogy that you did there. I kind of want to switch it up. I don't know if it's how related it is or how if, if you even agree with it. But imagine a movie and that movie is, you know, human history. And there is each person gets, gets one second. That's a long ass movie. Okay, let's say that each person gets 0.4 seconds. And okay. it's still a pretty long movie, but still when there's one of those 0.4 seconds that's gone, you can notice it and you can realize that it's just not there for that 0.4 seconds is not a lot, but in a in a movie if it's just blank a blank screen for 0.4 seconds, it's very noticeable. And you know, I think I think that's the impact of an individual is that little time there. If that person didn't exist, his, that person's impact on someone else's life is noticeable. Do you, would you agree with that? Even though it's a statistic, a small number, um, that impact can be so important that it's noticeable in the movie of human history.
1: Yeah, I think so. Big world leaders who really changed the course of history, Mm -hmm. uh, like that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. You say one person's name who's like who's like a big figure in all of human history and you know, people will people will you know, turn their ears to this person to kind of recount what kind of impact this person had on them, their family, their culture. Yeah, people do leave a mark if they end up, you know, changing the world to that extent.
0: I have a question and it's not like necessarily, at this actually, it kind of is whose death do you think impacted the world the most? like you can think of this religiously or non religiously or whatever it is what this everything under the roof here, um Ooh. what would your answer be?
1: You brought up religion, so I'm just gonna say Jesus, yeah, that makes sense. that makes a lot of sense,
0: yeah, I feel like I feel like my answer would be Jesus, too, but also. I also feel like Cain or Abel, the death of Abel is a close, close second there. Cause that was the, f- that was like the first, um, that was the first death, right? Like the first murdered death thing. Mm. So, it was yeah. right. So I don't know. I Obviously, I mean, the easy answer would be Jesus, but for the sake of it, I kind of wanted to say Abel just to like, you know, get the mind moving a little bit here.
1: Yeah. It's a mythology that sticks in our head, or not a mythology, like a like a story that sticks in our head, and it's a uh, just has so much to do with it that you, when you think about it, a lot of neurons fire in your brain that hopefully <laughs> lead you to becoming a better person. What what immediately popped into my head though, I don't know why, but it was Michael Jackson. I just <laughs> remember like when he died, like it was a big deal. Yeah, man, and that's like. I don't know like if you if you think about that and the story behind that and how much people would react to I don't know it's just it's just it's just weird to think about like it yeah I I, I like that
0: because you know when when someone when an artist dies their value their art their music the value of that increases more than their life or more than it was when they were alive so um i don't know who's popular painter um da vinci he's a painter right yeah um when he was alive his art wasn't that i mean it was still amazing right but when he died there's just that knowledge that he's not going to be able to make more of this so what we have here is so important and i think that is like a good metaphor of what the impact of death is you know, it's, that, it's kind of that knowledge. You know, when, when you die or when someone dies, now you know that it's not, they can't help you anymore. There's no more of them into the world. So what you have of them right now is so much more important than their life. Wait, does that make sense? So much more important than their life?
1: Yeah, that you, makes a lot of sense.
0: Do you agree with that?
1: I think, I don't know why that happens. Because logic would say to you that their work lives on and if you have everything documented about them and what they did then you'll still have you know you'll still have their value and what they put in the world and you can use it Mm -hmm. but just not having that person there anymore is is yeah it's like losing it's like losing a star it's like losing potential in the world that could have could have been because of how you know great this person was you know i'm thinking about like uh Whenever Tim Cook talks about Steve Jobs, it's like he puts it in such a way that, you know, like they all wish that he was still here. And he's not afraid to talk about him. And I like that. I respect that a lot because of because it's respect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Letting a life live on as long as it can because of the the story and the idea that that person stood for is really... Really cool.
0: Um, We talked about this in our brainstorming session and I'm trying to remember the exact words I used, but would you say that someone's someone's death is only as valuable as... You can measure someone's death by the value of their life. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So if someone's death is only as you can measure someone's death by the value of their life. Do you think that's true? Uh, And why or why not?
1: Yeah, I think it's a question of like, of, of beauty. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Cause like we said that beauty was like the story behind something. And when somebody dies, I think their beauty is amplified because now they're, they're from a marketing standpoint, they're, they're kind of like front and center ad because they've just passed and so you think about them more if you think that they led a beautiful life uh because the story resonates with you their story resonates with you and like what they've done resonates with you i think that they become you know a part of you not necessarily like importance uh of life and importance of death i think importance of life definitely that 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 translates to how much they're able to stick inside of you, inside of your brain. But then, hmm. So th- the question was, does importance in life translate to importance in death? Is that it?
0: Um, I'd say like, is someone's life, oh no, is the, someone's impact of death v- measured by their importance of life? I think, I think that makes sense. Or their value of life, or the value in life. I don't know if that helps or makes it more complicated, <laughs>
1: to be honest. Their value in life, yeah. I think it just comes down to the beauty of a person, a baby. They didn't do anything, right? They're not value. They haven't really. Had <laughs> they have a no value? value they- <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, okay. Uh, the, like, I don't know. I don't know how you could say this, but yeah, like they, they're just a baby. haven't really contributed in any way people look at them but then they look at them and that's the important part what i'm trying to say here like we've we 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 the impact of a baby's death is so you know it shakes us to our core because of the beauty and because of the story that they could have had Mm. and their potential and i think that's where like my whole beauty argument comes into it like for something that hasn't quantifiably contributed in any way the story and the beauty that they represent is more important i think
0: would you say that every single life is has value whether it be like what if it's a murderer does that life have value to it mm, i mean okay, like a serial yeah. killer right
1: yeah that's an interesting i like i think it brings us to the thing that we were going to talk about in the next act, which is the, uh, the pendulum, right? The <laughs> pendulum.
0: Okay. The pendulum. Okay. 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 So before we get into that, then why don't we take a quick break? Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, Great idea. Great idea. Okay.
0: We'll be back right after this.
1: All right. And we are back. So before the break, I brought in a word. Uh, so this word we talked about during planning and it was, uh, a pendulum and it was in response to the, the question that Vincent asked about, you know, whether the killer. value of a life, yeah, a serial killer, whether they have any value or whether, <laughs> whether they're, you know, like I'm just building on it, whether they're like death was a, you know, a benefit or a net like sat or a benefit or a, a loss, a drawback. A lot, yeah a loss yeah. to society, I don't know um you know everybody would say that this is not a loss to society <laughs> you know, serial killer shouldn't be out there, and I think that's true. <laughs> I understand yeah. that um but this this idea of a pendulum, right we thought about this because of uh of what what death was for and what this number meant this grand death toll was in the first place, and kind of what we came up with was that. Uh, humans are there we are here to just swing Mm. to always be going in a direction not necessarily the right one at times and because i don't know we all follow each other and we all kind of have like an impact that we have on each other some people have stronger impacts than others and obviously the group has the greatest impact so then we all swing we all swing and sometimes we're going in the right direction, sometimes we're going in the wrong direction, but we don't know. And we're <laughs> we're just trying to we're just trying to come up with a solution and that this solution sometimes isn't the right solution, but we're trying to get to a solution. Mhm. And in the topic of serial killers, um why did I bring this up? I guess cuz they're quite obviously going in the wrong direction. But as a group, we have decided that they are not fit to to sway the entire world in their direction of swinging because that is unsustainable. If everybody was a serial killer, that would be very bad. And so they got to go. And, like, their value, I think it just, what does that do? That, like, kind of makes it more apparent the, the way that we have to be swinging because they did something wrong and we kind of felt that they were wrong, so we as a whole went in the other direction
0: i want to take a step back here before we really get into this and paint a bigger picture the reason why we came up with this pendulum thing um the conversation we had before that in the planning stage we were talking about evolution and you know the passing down it's not necessarily physical evolution um like bodily evolution for for the impact of death yes that's part of it but i think ultimately or more importantly it's the knowledge and everything that passes down when that death occurs so we kind of brought this up with like music already with da vinci you know all the things that happen because of da vinci and and the past you know music who created music and all that stuff all that knowledge is passed down and that's how like evolution of the mind starts to snowball and that's where we are today and you know you brought this up with the whole culture thing and the pendulum thing kind of came about was what if what what if we are we're swinging one way right now you know if you think about this like golf the important swing is the next swing and so if we are swinging as a whole we don't really know if we are swinging towards the hole or for swinging in a totally different direction and does do you think does that make you nervous about the human race like where we are in humanity that we don't really know for swing swinging in the right direction and i know that you said it doesn't matter if we do or know or not but is there a part of you that's nervous about that
1: no not really because i think how will we know like what what if we're going in their direction we not or not like, we don't really know. And I think the fact that we're doing something is uh, is comforting in itself.
0: What if... Okay, let's say that um, your whole life, you know, you, you, you do all these things, you have children, you have a wife, you have grandkids and all that stuff, and you're always... You're swinging. You're going for the swing. But you don't... By the end of it, you don't know if you're swinging the right way. I think for me... That's kind of, it's kind of scary because although the goal is to just keep on swinging, I think it's pretty scary just thinking about that we don't really know if we're going the right way. I don't know.
1: That is a tough. That is a tough one. That's like uh, I think that's every existential crisis boiled into one statement right there. (laughs) Like, yeah, are we swinging the right way? It's uh, I don't know. You don't really know, but I think you can kinda of figure it out by what everybody deems is valuable because there's a lot of people in the world and uh you know, some basic needs are kind of true, like food and shelter and providing those things obviously gives value to people. And the more people you have kind of I don't know, it kind of stands to reason that the more people you have, the better chance you have of figuring out what the right way of going is. So there's that. Like you can provide food and shelter to people and that's a good that's a good kind of way to swing but then like the higher the higher the higher level of trying to figure out what all, everybody should be doing at at the highest level to kind of achieve a better a better future for all of us because we're literally going in the right direction that's a lot harder and I think you know people who are trying to figure out this problem is Elon Musk he, he his idea of it is uh trying to go to space and colonizing the star, like the the star systems and outside of our own and like all of that stuff. And that's, that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, and like, we don't know if it's right. Could be, it sounds like a good idea, but like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? What do you think is the, is the thing that we should be thinking about when we come to that question? Like if we're, if we're going the right way, if we're swinging the right way,
0: I like, I like what you said. Um, you know, the survival part of it, you know, just taking care of you know, food situation, water, shelter. And I think swinging in the right direction would be like having others in mind. And I think that's an, uh, I suppose it's a religious approach to it, but I don't really know if it is a religious approach to it. I feel like it's something that you can just, you know, come up with your own. Um, Elon Musk, when he dies, it's gonna you know it's really gonna impact the world because of the stuff that he's done and the question that i posed before was is someone's life um measured by the stuff that they've done or someone's death measured by the stuff that they've done and would you say that elon musk's when he dies his impact of his the death of his impact is going to be really really good because of the things he's done
1: Mm -hmm. i think so yeah Um, Many people might say that, I don't know, if if it doesn't end up happening, if nobody ends up going anywhere and everybody stays stuck to this planet, the stuff that he did, I don't know, like, it's it's how you view it. Like, if he reached his goal or not at that point would be the question. And if some people say no, then it's, like, it stops there maybe. But then I think you also have to look at all of the other stuff that he did and look at that first and foremost for its ability to live on because he... Uh, if if you watched that video of Falcon Heavy going into space and uh, l- like releasing Elon's car, that was pretty. <laughs> that was so inspirational, and I think <laughs> the story behind that alone should be enough to let his death live on. And that video alone should be inspiration enough to the younger generations to continue on. Maybe not necessarily his dream, but his his vigor, you know? Mm, his yes. will to do something and like try and try and see it to the end as far as possible. Yeah, and, I I, um, I like
0: that. Yeah. I think that even though he might not succeed, let's say he when he dies, he doesn't succeed his goal of, you know, colonizing Mars. I think his attempt to the the stuff that he tries to do alone, that alone is so inspirational that it should that his impact is just so positive whether he makes it there or not uh so yeah i don't know what do you think it, if he doesn't make it to mars if he doesn't colonize mars um it sounds like you're agreeing but what what do you think does, does this impact s- just equal or not maybe not equal but is his impact still really
1: positive uh yeah i think so he's a quirky guy and if you saw him <laughs> on snl like <laughs> yeah, i saw he's a bit got of his it quirks for sure yeah i saw a bit of it yeah but uh, But, um, it's, it's great what he's doing and we need to, you know, empower those people, give them, give those people with natural abilities and those outliers in, in society, the, the direction and resources they need to, to make cool shit and, uh, instill spirit within the global population, I guess, like,
0: um, I want to go back to this pendulum thing real quick and you know you asked the question of how how would you know if you are swinging the right way and let's say that we do know let's say that we are swinging the right way is there a solution is there a hole that we can actually get to
1: i wonder if there's like a metric for it because uh yeah what would the metric even be for that would it be self? Mm. self I don't think there is one. Yeah. Because up till now, I think we've been thinking about it like what, what improves or benefits the human the most. And eventually, that system is going to have to include the solar system and the universe once we get to that, once we get to the final stages, I guess, the end game. Because we can't live in a world, we can't exist fully. And fully benefit from a world that we don't care about because we're kind of focusing on ourselves more. Yeah, eventually we're going to have to take into consideration the system systems of the universe and and like all of physics and once that's all figured out, uh possibly we'll learn how to integrate into it and maybe that'll be the solution, but then Are,
0: So you're saying there is a solution
1: uh, that we can reach,
0: that we can attain?
1: Possibly hmm. I wouldn't know what that is though Like yeah you'd yeah. have to have a metric for it You'd have to have Like I'm under the belief though That once we do find it everything will be Complete It's like putting a putting the last puzzle piece Into the giant thousand piece puzzle And it'll all make sense Because right now Not a lot of things do make sense And uh, Contentment Only exists for a short amount of time I guess ooh okay human life
0: okay so i want to i want to get into that content so do you think that once we find the solution once we have the solution will we as a humanity no matter like maybe it's thousands of years from now would we be
1: content probably you think so (laughs) i don't know like this is the turquoise society i think we're thinking about okay uh but it's probably all going to click but you know whatever this is like we don't, uh, i don't know it's it seems kind of like why why think about this now when there's competitions to be to be taken part in in order to get the best out of what we have and and like trying to understand things better than other people in order for us to be motivated to try and get to that stage is what i'm thinking cuz I don't know that that's just my thought like that is a that is a society where it it's a turquoise and like beforehand we were talking about how or I was talking about how I kind of shifted my shifted my thinking uh from thinking that eventually there will be a turquoise society which I believe is where we have the answer because then everybody would be working within a system and uh and within that system nobody really has to make a decision because because of how we understand the world everything kind of falls into its own place and has its own purpose and all of that stuff and so we don't have to think about that so then we have ultimate contentment and everything would be fine but then to think about that now when obviously that's not the case and we have you know struggles and we have to fight to survive in a sense like I don't know the 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 conversation should be how do we do this competition thing how do we improve the most efficiently to get to reach that stage I think is kind of important what do you think like is it I don't
0: think so the, the word spiral dynamics the word dynamics itself it just it means it's constantly changing constant change constant evolution I guess it is so for us to reach turquoise society for spiral dynamics to be true there has to be a color after that right i don't i don't think spiral dynamics agrees with it staying in turquoise and so if that is true and if we can find the answer in or if we can find the solution in the turquoise society then wouldn't there be another problem to find a solution to because it's a dynamic right
1: yeah that is true i'm assuming i was assuming this whole time that there was a that was going to be the end of it but yeah i guess you're right like there's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be uh, so dissatisfaction, in a sense.
0: Therefore, I think that no matter what it is, the ultimate solution to everything will never, ever be found. Do you agree with that?
1: For as long as ignorance is not a thing, because we choose to find and look for other things, then I think that is the case. Because remember that video that you sent me to where there were the people on the planet who were always oh, happy yes. and they, they just knew everything yes. yeah that's like that's kind pursuit of pursuit
0: of wonder by the way pursuit yeah. of wonder for pursuit of wonder.
1: yeah uh i don't know the video's name but like yeah, yeah me neither there are people on a planet who just uh who were happy and they just uh lived life and just pointed at things told told oh they they had a definite okay okay i don't want to <laughs> Go okay, well, they just had well, a simple life. Yeah. Okay. Or do you want to explain it? I, I can quickly explain. I, just just remember the yeah, point okay. you're
0: gonna make here. So basically, humans find this this alien planet when they go down and and meet these aliens. These aliens have a foreign language, and within that language, there's no questions or phrases like that. They don't have the whys, they don't have the the hows, and all that stuff. So when humans introduce themselves, they also introduced English, and in the English language, they introduced the whys and everything. And because of that these simple beings who just were happy for the sake of being happy for being for loving life, for the sake of love and all that stuff. When introduced these questions of why and how it turned into chaos. So yeah, anyways, your point.
1: Yeah. So my point there was that when, when we start to question things, then there's always going to be a better because we're going to find a way to find a way to get there. I think that's, part of what makes humanity very, very good. And on the topic of death, I think that's, uh, it's attributed to like that, that death number, that big death number is, that number is kind of like, to me, an example of how much we want to better ourselves. Cause this whole time we've lived here on this planet and, uh, died and tried and tried and tried again. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's just a testament to how much we we want to find the solution, but we just work towards it, not being able to find it because we question too much shit. <laughs> and it's and it's uh, I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about.
0: I I think what we said before was that the the solutions that we do end up finding are really good because it evolves us. It evolves us as a humanity for the next generation. It will evolve them. Our death, our knowledge will help them. But the solutions that we come up with, the solutions that they end up using, um, it's good. It's good solutions. But at the end of the day, at the end of it all, they will never ever find the true solution to everything. Um, that's that's what I said when we brainstormed this. Um and I don't know I don't remember if you agreed or not. Do you agree now that I'm saying this again?
1: Maybe. Like if we <laughs> do find a solution, it's uh a matter of how you look at what a solution even is. Like you could be very content with your life at the end of it and be at peace. I think the point of meditating is to try and tell yourself or realize because I think meditation has this ingrained that you don't need to find a solution because at the moment in the present, you're all that you really need. Mm. And what you need is just around you in that moment. So you don't have to be concerned with trying to find something to do or to fix or to understand. And so if that's how you look at the world and you keep that up for a very long time, okay, here's my question. do you think that's uh that's human nature?
0: What is the solution part
1: like like to be in the present and to not want to not oh to not to not ask and to just be there no. I don't think it's part no? of
0: human nature yeah anymore I mean, at least I don't think it is anymore. I, I I do believe that certain people, some people can attain that, but you know, those kinds of people, they choose to not, they choose to be content every day. So whatever they have, they're happy with, but you know, everyone that, you know, even yourself will never truly be a hundred percent content, no matter how, like how sure you are of it. Um, that's just my theory. And I'm basing this theory off this idea that there's a fine line between ambition and selfishness, and you can pick either one of those, but either way, you're still going to want something with ambition. You're going to want, you know, you're ambitious. So you kind of want to do this for the sake of being, you know, um, I don't, I don't know how to word this, but selfishness is the same way where you, you are doing this for the sake of you and yeah so what do you think do you think do you think those are the two states of being for humans for human beings ambition and selfishness
1: no i think i think part of it is also just being content cuz you need to have a balance between that or else you're going to be tiring yourself out cuz it's unsustainable right right uh, but
0: but my, my my argument against that is when when in human history has everyone been content
1: yeah that's also uh, well that's true but i think it's it's not the fact that everybody has to be contented at once it's like each person has their own pocket and time where they're able to be content because of i don't know the situation they're in or inducing it through meditation or something like that and i think it's valuable that that's a thing in order for you to uh not be bogged down by the questions because I think what can be another another um like conclusion to this and I want your opinion is that if you think about the questions too much it's not it's also not a good thing. If you think about the questions too much, you're gonna be bogged down by it, consumed by it, and it doesn't make for a I don't know, a very fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yourself mm-hmm. which is who you need to also take care of in order to give to others because it's a yeah like it's a matter of capacity i think as well like i'm introducing another idea that if you are able to take care of yourself to a great extent you're able to give to others as well to a great extent and another idea is that maybe your idea to your your capacity to give is part of what your impact will be uh, once you're gone, because that's who people remember—the people who impacted them personally, right? I don't know. Like, what is your thought on wanting a lot, or I don't know, like asking those questions perpetually, and if it's like a good thing for people? I think it's part of what humans are. I think I can agree with that. But do you think it's good to have that all the time? Or
0: I, I agree with you. I don't think it's good to have that all the time. And, you know, one example is the good place, Chidi Anagonye. Um, he was always asking nah. questions, how to find the solution to things, and that consumed him. And I don't think that that is the way to be as human beings. But I think that asking those questions are good. I don't think letting it consume you is good, though. But... I don't I want to go back to the content thing. I I agree with you that there's a time and space in everyone's life when they can just be fully content. Whether that be at the end of their life or sometime in the middle, but ultimately I think the two states of being is either being ambitious and selfish and you don't see it that way, correct?
1: I think there's a state that you can be that allows you to accept the current situation for what it is so that you're able to in a sense like recharge take stock i think it's also good for your mind so in a sense it's like a it's like good um i don't know it's like some shit is able to process in your mind for it to work better so then
0: once once you are content why would you return into ambition or selfishness
1: hmm yeah yeah that's another thing, like while I meditate, I think I I kind of involve that part of myself Because, I don't know, you don't start meditation for for trying to be content you, you start it for kind of going on a journey of improvement I think first and foremost because nobody picks it up to try and find contentment Because if they already have it and they're able to do like what meditation offers on like easily by themselves. Like a friend I had tried Headspace for like a day and they were like, Oh, I do this already. Like (laughs) just by being me. So I'm like, so why do I need it? And And I'm like, I totally agree, but it's, uh, I think it's a matter of improvement to, to begin with and being able to assist your mind and do it the most for you by going into a place of contentment which is kind of i'm kind see, of
0: uh, i I would say that's ambition then. I would call that ambition yeah. to a certain degree.
1: I I would say that too. It's just that in order for you to to take part in it, you kind of have to let that go, which is weird.
0: Mm, I like that. I really like that actually. Mm, okay. Okay.
1: But um, yeah, no, ambition is good, I think for for the reason that it makes humanity uh, go forward because there's goals and um, there's problems and those problems got to be fixed somehow. So, yeah.
0: Um, Let's take a quick break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think?
1: Okay. Awesome. Kay.
0: We'll be back right after this. And we are back. So I have a question for you, Francis. Um, And we we talked about this in the brainstorming stage and we didn't end up talking about it now. So I kind of wanted to form a question around it. We reproduce for evolution. And this evolution idea that we've talked about is the passing down of knowledge. That's the evolution of the mind. And since we discuss that there is small solutions that we can attain, but the big solution is never really found. That we'll never ever be able to find the big solution to everything. Is it accurate to say that we rep- we reproduce to fail in finding a solution? Therefore, we are here for nothing.
1: I mean, that's on the that's on the supposition that the that we fail, and I think. It's how we define it. Uh, Maybe it comes back to beauty again and like, and saying that the story is more important and that a story of success can be different for a lot of different people. I think the story that we're trying to, sorry, the success, the definition of success that we're trying to say is like that perfect success where nobody has to worry about anything anymore and that we got everything figured out that's gonna be way down the line and I think people fail at that all the time because we just don't know enough and I think the small successes, the small goals that we have along the way uh, give us enough incentive to keep reproducing and keep evolving in order to uh, carry out the work so that each of these incremental goals towards the big success are met and so humanity and society are there are here to figure it out so eventually we get to that to to that spot. Uh yeah, it's just I don't know, I think we just got to grow our brains and develop enough documentation. Yeah, just just understand everything better.
0: What I'm hearing is that you think the the big solution, whatever it may be, is attainable?
1: Yeah, we got to think that way. Yeah. Oh, we have to
0: think that way, we have to think that way, but do you think it actually is attainable though? yeah, okay, of course okay i I don't know, I think for me, to answer the question that I asked, um we reproduce to fail in finding a solutions, therefore, are we here for nothing i think I think we are here for that same reason that you said, you know that story that comes with it, but the the solution part we are here for we fail in finding a solution i think it's true and i i don't think i think the infinity in this in this episode is we die and the next generation evolves because of the impact of our death um what was i trying to say
1: maybe because the impact of our death uh gives people the motivation to continue their own yeah, that their I think that's previous true. work.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. But I, I don't think I think the infin oh, the infinity. I think the infinity here is the solution. And so you know what we said in the previous season and throughout the whole season actually, basically, is that we can reach for infinity, but we'll never actually reach infinity. But we can try to, and that's the important part. And I think that's what's happening here. Um it's it, I think you disagree with me, but I think the infinity is the solution, and we can do our best to tell the story to try to reach it. But I don't think we'll ever reach it. I think that's the infinity. What would you say the infinity is then, if you think the if you think that solution is attainable?
1: Yeah, I like to think that there is a solution because, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, the way that you put it, like, there's a way of thinking about this by not having to necessarily believe that there is a solution at the end of it mm. which i think in your mind is more realistic or not realistic but like the truth like that there is actually no solution out there mm-hmm. Ooh, mm. i agree with that i agree with okay. that because then there's like there's a million ways you could look at the information that you're given and kind of find ways to test it out and once you have those conclusions that are for sure there's going to be ways to interpret it and that's just the nature of knowledge i guess so then will we ever find a solution given all the possibilities that our our evidence can conclude so
0: the reason why i kind of have this thought is because for every solution that we have today that solution comes from the problems that we created ourselves. So for example, technology, technology was a solution to, you know, what life was like before, before all, all the stuff that we have now, that was the solution. But from that solution, we've created our own problems. For example, social media and the polarization of the social media world. That's the problem that comes from the solution. So now what would be the solution to that? And then once we find that solution, we will find another problem within that solution. And so I think that the reach for infinity is finding the end solution that will not create a problem that comes after it. And I think that's the infinity. Because yeah. no matter what we do, we will find a problem within our solution.
1: That's, an in- that's a really great way of looking at it. Yeah, I think that that is a perfect solution because it just solves all the problems because there's nothing that comes after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it would solve all the problems. That's right. So I don't think we'll be able to. That, that's kind of why I said ambition and selfishness is because when we find that solution, we will find the problem that comes with it. And there will come a point where it's not ambition anymore. It's not that, um, let's say that we did in the past, we've already found the solution to everything, we've found it all. And we just, and that was ambition up to that point. But where we are now could be selfishness because we just made up this, we created this problem that didn't need to be created because we wanted to, you know, further the human race or do things differently than what we thought was already good. And so that's kind of like where I'm coming from with the perfect solution. And this also ties into swinging. Maybe we've been swinging the right way for a long time and then we got there and then we just kept on going and now we're swinging the wrong way again or uh, now
1: uh so, yeah
0: I, I don't know so yeah maybe we've already reached the infinity but due to our ambition versus selfishness we've been selfish from that point on or well, maybe yeah, we're just true. ambitious right now i don't know
1: yeah that that definitely happens I, I agree with you there was like a video that i saw on like mcdonald's and okay. How, uh, yeah their 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 ice cream machines break and it's so that the the people who made the ice cream machine because they had to deal with mcdonald's to always call up their specialists and to have them fix it and then get paid by the franchise franchisees and it's just this whole thing where it's like you know you don't have to do that but you do it just to make more money so you're creating a problem and if that happens on the scale of if that happens on the scale of, like, the big problems, like physics and all of that, like, I can imagine where we'd be. Yeah, yeah, that's selfishness for sure. And ambition, I guess, is it really ambition at that point? Because ambition has a sense of, because cause I think a problem, right? A problem has an answer or an incorrect answer. Right, and once somebody finds the answer it's like if it's documented then people can easily figure out if it's a good answer or a bad answer if it's incorrect or correct just by if it works or not and what requires what requires that kind of solution is just like simply putting down the necessary bits and leaving it at that and having it be a simple thing where ambition can come into play is that you know the tenure, the the hoops that you have to jump through in order for you to be able to market your market your solution to people and make people. Or I guess that is selfishness. But is that also ambition? If it's correct, if it's like the right solution, like do. You, uh, do you have to do all of that? I don't know. It goes back into humanity and what kind of drives us. What motivated the person who just came up with the idea? Uh, the right idea and just put it down and you know sent it to wherever it needed to be in order to get to get verified or what motivated the person who went through all the hoops and did all the things in order to gain like the credibility to write whatever they wanted and then have that be the truth just because of who they were you know that's crazy like and like when when somebody dies going through both those routes who do you who do you credit more i think the person who went all through went through all the hoops and was you know renowned for all of their whatever their their time in the industry or their time like doing doing shit and being being there that person would have had more impact on people than the other person but uh i don't know it comes down to i guess the the idea of correctness yeah who would you trust <laughs> like who would you trust more the guy the guy who just set their their idea in or the guy who just spent their days in this in this uh in this environment and then sent their idea in
0: oh yeah that guy i think that guy yeah
1: yeah okay how yeah, about guess this then-
0: how about this question then it's kind of like the same idea but who would you trust more the guy who um Found the solution by working through theories, working through, you know, previous experiences, and he found the solution. Or would you trust the guy with the solution that he tried to um find the problem? He tried to find every problem to that solution and try to disprove that problem. So which solution from which guy would you trust more?
1: I guess from a logical standpoint, there's multiple ways that you can prove something and like however you come up with the right answer, as long as it's right, it's fine. But then who you'd be more convinced by is probably the person who spent more time doing it and being there and putting in the work and... I guess it's unfair to give more credit to the person who just thought of it, wrote it down quickly and sent it in. But it's ultimately the fact that it was correct, but then then it's a question of beauty, um, I think. Because if both of them die, the more beautiful kind of outcome is the person who put in the time and had the better story, <laughs> right? But, but then there's also the story of the, you know, the the, uh, un- uncredited genius who just kind of didn't want the credit anonymous, anonymously slipped in the answer and kind of left it there for people to unravel and figure out. So it's like, I don't know, like, Damn. they both have their value. Yeah, and I think I think the fact that they both did something and they both uh, put in effort to come up with something is is incredible <laughs>
0: yeah wait that's i'm trying to think about that now like i feel like okay me personally i feel like i would trust the guy more who put the work into it like maybe this guy this other guy who just put that anonymous tip in is like here this is the answer he could have been high on lsd weed whatever <laughs> the fuck it is like he could have been yeah. high on anything but the guy who came in is like hey this actually makes sense And he tries to disprove it, tries to disprove it, trying to make problems that come with it, but there's no problems that make any sense. I think I would would trust that guy who did all the work. I'd trust him more. Although he didn't come up with the solution itself, the fact that he put the work in to try to disprove the solution or try to make sense of it. I think that's more important than the solution itself. I, yeah, that's what it is. I think it's more important than the solution itself. the The fact of trying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Then there's like the story of it. There's the, there's the beauty. I think a good example is uh, uh I don't wanna I don't wanna pronounce it, how how they pronounce it. I think it's Swedish. I might be wrong, but uh, Winter Garden, Winter Winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god It's like uh, You know that marble machine That went viral Of the guy who uh, made music With this marble machine That dropped marbles On like a xylophone thing And a bass And, and like uh, And some drums So then he's He's going and improving That design that he made originally And he comes out With incremental videos That shows like the process Of each part Like the feeding mechanism You know the bounce Of the, uh, the marbles Into collectors how he's dividing up the uh the recycling system for the marbles like the shake of the machine like dealing with that through through magnets of all things like um i follow that and a lot of people follow that and they find value out of that and he goes into his his process and his difficulties all the time and it's like rolling a boulder up a mountain and finding out that something's wrong so you having to go back down and uh and watch the boulder fall and having to like like lift it up again and it's that difficulty and it's the uh, perseverance and it's just coming up with really ingenious solutions just because you tried it it failed and you came up with something different uh and yeah i think yeah that that kind of proves the fact that the narrative and the beauty and the story doesn't come from an answer that's quick although correct it's quick and easy it Mm -hmm. comes from i think time and effort and uh some sorrow does that does that can you boil down death and the value of death then to kind of how much people go through in their lives to figure out
0: yeah i think i can i think i think i think i think the you know, the phrase that we use in the beginning is like, um, the impact of actually it's a little bit changed, but the impact of someone's death is the fact that they tried. And I think that's important. The fact that they were swinging is the important thing.
1: Oh, balance. I think that's pretty important too. Cause like, I think a lot of, uh, the topic that we went into with death is how to live a better life in order for your death to count. (laughs) uh, I think balance is also important like before what I said about um you know meditation and and trying to be content all the time is uh is not ideal because you won't be trying much but I think it's important because sometimes you need to take a break and take stock in order for you to it's equally important because you need that in order to charge headfirst into the problems that you're trying to solve Mm -hmm. what do you think
0: I, I, I agree. I think balance is so important. You know, you have to, you, balance is everywhere if you think about it. Like, like we said with the solution and problem scenario, you need balance in order to move forward. Because without balance, you know, you're unstable and you won't be able to uh, move things along, basically. Well said. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
1: Okay. So we talked about a lot of things today. We talked about well, this episode was about death. Uh, we talked about that big number at the beginning, what it means, like all of the people who died, and uh, man, it's a big number. And what does it mean? Uh, we talked about you know the evolution of things. the The pendulum was a big idea that we that we came up with. And Vinny, tell them what it means. What does a pendulum mean in terms of the value of somebody's death? Like
0: the w- the only swing that matters is the next swing and so the life that we have right now all we're trying to do is swing for the for the generation after us so that the evolution after us can keep on swinging in the direction that we hope and i think that's the most important thing is the fact that we keep on swinging
1: that's beautiful well Mm -hmm. said thank you and death is all that is uh that we keep on swinging to that the next generation can swing even faster and even better. yeah so then we asked the big questions about you know swinging a miss is there a point in swinging of course there is yeah that was our episode big episode big great episode.
0: episode yeah so thank you guys so much for listening um if you guys want to message us like we said in the beginning and the announcements please if you want to contact us talk to us We love hearing what you have to say. We love commenting. Uh, We love reading the comments and replying to all that. So don't hesitate if you have any questions or even want to be part of the podcast. Go to our social medias. Check us out. It's in the description of this episode. So yes, thank you so much for listening and vibing with us on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm Francis. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. we see you guys all next time. We love you all.
1: We love you all.